0: Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM
1: 89.3. We have spent the better part of the last few weeks really talking to uh, fund selectors, investment managers, and strategists about what the trends they're seeing with regards to markets and how investors feel about some of these rising risks and uncertainties. Well, Lombard Odier Asia recently re- released a report talking about how high net worth individuals across Asia are approaching the market in 2022. And, and not surprisingly, there is a divergence and perhaps differences between high net worth individuals depending on where they are in this vast uh, region. Well, today on Money FM 89.3, we are pleased to be joined by Mr. Vansan Mangenat. He is the CEO of Lombard ODA Asia, uh, and he's here to share with us the findings of that report. And if we can glean any uh, information that might help us better approach what's hap- what's uh, the rest of 2022. Vincent, thank you so much for joining us today. Glad to hear you and your loved ones are still safe and in good health during these times. And welcome back to the show, sir. And first off, I hope I didn't butcher your name.
0: No, perfectly. Good morning, JP, and good morning to all the listeners.
1: All right. So as, uh, I want to go straight into uh, what's been noted as a growing divergence among high net worth individuals across Asia. As we know, this is a very diverse uh, region. And again, two countries can be very different from each other, especially when you look at the attitudes of these high net worth individuals. And that caught my eye in the report. Um, I do want to know, based on the report and your findings, where are the growing divergences occurring across this very diverse uh, region?
0: Yeah, thank you. And maybe we we should take a step back uh, here uh, is the the pandemic has greatly disrupted the global economies and the results in an increase in the level of complexity of many markets. I think what we have, uh, the findings of our study is really seeing these growing divergences among Asia high networks and ultra networks individuals, uh, and especially on the sustainable investing and investment risk appetite. I think on the sustainability side, uh, which is one of the hottest topics for decision making these days uh, for, for the clients that becomes more and more conscious about the impact uh, uh, of sustainability on their wealth. The perception of sustainability as changing from a worthy cause to a legitimate financial opportunity. Mm-hmm. And on the investment, of course, the ongoing uncertainty uh, brings the, the investor to be much more careful and risk aware.
1: Now, it's also been noted that these high net worth individuals across Asia are showing a fairly wide range of differing risk appetites. Where are the most interesting differences occurring based on the findings of the report?
0: Um, One interesting difference was the eco-gender gap among Asia high net worth individuals. Women are much more convinced than men that taking sustainability into accounts can lead to superior returns. We also see that investing differences Uh, attitude towards sustainability for Asia networks and next generations uh, uh, of clients, right? The next generations are much more convinced uh, about supporting sustainability and applying its principles than the older generations. 55% of the respondents between 18 and 24 years old express intention to change their portfolio liquidity compared to 48% of those between 35 and 50.
1: Yeah, It's very interesting that you uh, that uh, and I, I I sort of was uh, expecting actually to see certain differences depending on the region or the country. But it's interesting that a lot of the diff- divergence, uh, the differing risk appetites are happening between genders and generations. So uh, would you say that it doesn't really matter where people are from, but it really just mat- uh, that but the differences, at least in risk appetites are are happening uh, depending on how old that high net worth individual is
0: and perhaps even gender? Yes, mainly. The difference is mainly uh, due to the next generations versus the older generations and women versus men in terms of sustainability. Otherwise, in the region, I think uh, we we can see a, a few differences, but not so much in terms of of the different markets.
1: All right, that's very interesting. We're speaking to Vansan Mangena. He's the CEO of Lombard ODA Asia, and we're talking about the recent report on attitudes and trends that high net worth individuals across Asia, the Asia Pacific are facing and what they're expecting actually for the year ahead. And I do want to talk about the outlook now in 2022 based on some of the findings of the report. Overall, many are expecting a lot of unpredictability for markets this year as compared to 2021. Based on your findings and based on what some of the respondents have told you, where are the major sources of unpredictability In uh, uh, based on
0: what these high net worth individuals are saying? Obviously, the market environment remains extremely volatile huh, after mm-hmm. two years of, uh, of pandemic. And uh, the global uh, economies are at different speeds of recovery, which is manifesting in the diverging monetary policies at the start of this year that we have seen. Uh, across investors, uh, we, we can see that uh, the access to the global market and the diversification is very important. This study has been done in uh, in, in partnership with our uh, strategic alliances within the region, and, uh, and we are covering six different markets from the Philippines, Thailand, uh, Indonesia, uh, Japan, uh, uh, Taiwan. And I think what is a trend that we are seeing is really this access to the global market for 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 the, the people that are banking onshore um, and the diversification in terms of uh, of uh, investments.
1: All right. And how are these high net worth individuals in Asia positioning themselves against some of this unpredictability? Are there any particular trends, or are there any requests that they've been making of their private bankers, or perhaps some of their money of their of uh, say their uh, investment res- representatives?
0: to perhaps watch out for and perhaps position themselves for or against? Yes, absolutely. Uh, JP, I've been in AI in Asia for 20 years now. Mm-hmm. And I think the trend that we are seeing and that is also coming out of the, the study is this interest uh, or, or these needs for investors to be guided. And I think uh, what is coming out from the study is really... Uh, the, the point that uh, the clients, the investors, are seeking more advice and they are looking more and more to discretionary portfolio or advisory portfolios. Uh, they expect the banks, the private banks, the wealth manager to guide them in this uh, market. Mm, I, 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 I
1: do want to also bring this up, uh, Vincent. Actually, um, earlier this week when we spoke to another group that talked to fund selectors, a lot of them actually said that this year um, there's going to be a lot of uh, uh, the, the, one of the bigger challenges they're going to face actually is perhaps managing client expectations, because as we know, with this unpredictability and volatility in the markets, it's difficult to really ascertain where uh, where manage where um uh, you know where their uh, portfolios or where their wealth actually might hold might might head. Is this a similar trend or challenge that folks in the wealth management or private banking industry are also facing? That perhaps ma- managing client expectations and making sure they can communicate these to clients are going to be a little bit more more important this year as compared to years prior.
0: Yes, absolutely. I think what is very, very important is to remain extremely holistic. I think what is, is a key point is to first to understand the needs of the clients, what they are, their objectives, what they want to achieve, and, and therefore managing also the expectations uh, on the investment side. I think as Lombardier, uh, uh that we are a seven generation family business, that we have been in the industry for 225 years and went through over 40 financial crises, I think we, we we bring our expertise to to our clients.
1: All right, um, let's uh, talk about this one point you raised earlier in the interview, which I found very interesting. Also, is that the differences between um, generations of high net worth individuals? So we know Asia is still a fairly young. Um, uh, uh, you know, region in the world as compared to, say, maybe some of the other regions in the West. Um, a lot of young high net worth individuals, perhaps, coming up. But with new generations, there are perhaps new expectations, new trends, new um appetites towards risks or other investments. Um, can you describe to us what the young high net worth individual in Asia um looks like and what they might actually uh head
0: towards in the future? Yeah, we're anticipating the, the, the great wealth transfer in Asia in the coming next 10 years, right? Uh, we are in a region where most of the entrepreneurs are their first second generation and they will transfer uh, their businesses and their wealth to the, to the next generation. So we see four major trends impacting the private banking industry in the coming years. First of all, the rising importance of sustainability, as I mentioned. I -hmm. think it's clear for everybody that we are moving from a wasteful, idle, lopsided and dirty economy to a circular, lean, inclusive and clean. We call it the click economy. Right. I think that's that's one point that uh, we can see from the next generations that they are taking that into consideration not only in their investments, but also the choice that they will work uh, with which wealth manager, which bank in the future. Uh, We see also an increased need for guidance to navigate the financial market. As I mentioned, uh, the the investors want to rely also on their local banks to access the global market. I think that's very, very important uh, and this needs of, of, uh, of advice. Third, the rise of onshore private banking and growing demand for family services. I think also more and more onshore is growing in the region, in Thailand, in the Philippines, as you know. And I think the local players are here to guide their, their local clients. And therefore, at Lombardier, we have created this ecosystem of strategic alliances with our partners in the six, uh, in the six leading financial uh, uh, markets in the, in the region. And finally, of course, what the pandemic has has, has brought is really um, the accelerating uh, technology uh, transformation. I think technology now is everywhere, uh, and it's part really of of the way we will work with our clients in the future. I think we believe that the human connection will remain the core of the offering and the way we communicate, but it will be well balanced uh, with what we have done over the last two years.
1: All right. Very interesting uh, insights from what high net worth individuals in, in across the Asia Pacific are bracing themselves for and wh- what the high net worth individual in Asia might look like in the future. Vansan Mangena, CEO of Lombard ODA Asia, thank you so much for joining us today on Money FM 89.3. As always, sir, I wish you and your loved ones continued health and safety during these times. And we look forward to next time you can join us on the show. Thank you very
0: much. Have a good day to you.